Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is a solo episode and I want to talk about financial identity. And I want to talk about financial identity because this really does help us to understand exactly how we identify when it comes to our relationship with money and building a stronger self for wealth. And it's going to be a subject that I'm going to talk about a lot. We all have identities, different identities. Um, I am a mum, a wife, a business owner, a friend, a daughter, a sister, etc., etc. And we have an identity, a financial identity, when it comes to our relationship with money. And the more we can understand what our current financial identity is, how we identify in terms of our finances, our financial future, and how we develop that identity, the stronger a position we put ourselves in to recognize how that identity is serving us and how that identity is not serving us. Our financial identity is a deeply ingrained part of who we are and significantly influences our financial outcomes. And by understanding and empowering our financial identity, it can lead us to make more intentional and prosperous financial choices. Our financial identity is made up of four core elements. Firstly, our beliefs, which are our key convictions about money, such as, is it abundant or is it scarce? The second element is our values. What do we prioritize in our financial life? For example, saving, investing, giving back. It also includes our attitudes. Our attitudes are another key element of our financial identity. And our attitudes are our general disposition towards money, like fear, confidence, or even indifference. And finally, behaviors. Our behaviors are the actions that we take with money. 
including spending, saving, investing, and giving. Let's look at our financial identity versus status versus wealth, because all three are very, very different things. And we need to be aware of where we may be confusing these. So as I've just mentioned, our financial identity is our collection of personal beliefs, our values, our attitudes, and our behaviors related to money. This defines how you perceive and interact with your finances. And this is where your money mindset is reflected, your own financial self-image. Financial status is something completely different. This refers to your current financial situation, which can, of course, change over time. The amount of money you earn, the number of assets you own, the amount of debt that you have. So your financial status is not and should never be considered to be a permanent aspect of your identity. The two things are completely separate, as is wealth. Wealth means different things to different people. And it's really, really important to consider what wealth means to you. In its simplest terms, wealth is usually referred to as the accumulation of assets and resources. It's a measurable quantity. For example, your net worth, the number of possessions you have. But this may or may not align with your financial identity. So financial identity is one thing. Financial status is something else. And wealth is something else also. And you should never confuse the three as being the same thing because they absolutely are not. So what are the roles of our beliefs in shaping our financial identity? Well, our beliefs are the foundation of our financial identity. They can be conscious or subconscious, and they play a significant role in your financial life. You really need to understand the influence that your beliefs have on whether you're a saver, a spender, an investor, or giver. And your beliefs really do form the basis of your money mindset. And remember, beliefs are just that. They are something that you believe. They are not necessarily fact. And they very often are gifted to you in your childhood by your parents as a result of the beliefs that they have. And just like as a child, you believed in a number of different things. And I'm not going to name those things just in case there are young children listening. But there are a number of things that we believed as children that we do not believe today as adults. So we really need to consider in terms of our relationship with money, 
what are those beliefs that we have and are they fact or are they a story that we are telling ourselves that is not serving us or is no longer serving us? Our beliefs drive our financial actions. So if you believe money is scarce, you might hoard it. If you believe in abundance, you might invest and share more freely. But your beliefs become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Beliefs can create a feedback loop. If you believe you can succeed financially, you're more likely to take actions that lead to success. And someone that I quote very regularly on this podcast, because this phrase is so, so apt and so true, whether you believe you think you can or you can't, you're right. So this is why it's really important to really recognize your own money story. And what is a money story? Well, your money story is that unique narrative that you've constructed about money based on your experiences, your upbringing, and your beliefs. There's that word again. Your money story is heavily influenced by your family's money attitudes, the cultural norms that you experience, the significant life events and personal experiences that have happened to you. Your money story is like a script that influences your financial decisions, your habits, and even your financial identity. As I have spoken about before, it isn't our limiting beliefs that we need to be overly concerned about. It is the financial decisions that we have taken as a result of those limiting beliefs. That is when we become unstuck, when we make decisions that are limited because of our beliefs. It's really important to pay attention to the recurring patterns or themes in your money story, such as a fear of scarcity, ambition or fear for success, or a focus on security. And something to be really, really mindful of. Your money story can evolve as you grow and learn. Your money story is not fixed and can be rewritten to better align with your financial goals and aspirations. I will be back after this short break. Financial awareness is not taught in enough schools, which means children are not receiving the level of information needed to help them become money savvy. With 87% of 11 to 18-year-olds saying they have limited knowledge about managing money, only 4 in 10 children and young people saying they've had some financial education at school, and research demonstrating that those who don't receive financial education as a child are more likely to be unemployed or earning less today than those who did. This is why I have developed the Money and Mindset Made Simple for Teenagers online self-paced programme, 
to help our children to empower their knowledge of and relationship with money. As a parent, you want to equip your children with the essential life skills to allow them to thrive in today's fast-moving world. So go to the show notes to access full details for the programme. If you are a school or institute that would like to use the programme under licence, then reach out directly to me via email leslie at themoneyconfidenceacademy.com. Now, let's return to the show. So how does your money story impact your financial identity? Well, your money story is a fertile ground from which your financial beliefs grow. For example, if your money story includes experiences of scarcity, it may lead you to a belief that money is really hard to come by. The beliefs from your money story really do shape your attitudes towards money, such as whether you view it as a tool for freedom or a source of stress. And these attitudes and beliefs then drive your financial behaviors, determine whether you are a saver, a spender, an investor, or somebody who likes to give and be generous to other causes and other people. A money story of struggle might lead to a financial identity of cautious spender while a money story of abundance might result in a financial identity of confident investor. Your money story is not about casting blame, but rather understanding how has it shaped your financial identity. And this then offers you the opportunity to consider rewriting your money story to better align with your financial goals and values. Remember what I said a few minutes ago, our money story can change. Our money story can evolve as we gain that insight into how we are using our previous money story to hold us back. So by understanding the impact it's having on our financial identity, we can make different decisions. Creating that sense of self-awareness is really all about empowering yourself. And there are so many practical things that we can do to create that real in-depth sense of who we are and what our identity financially is and what we want our financial identity to become. So let me give you some practical examples of what you can do to better understand your financial identity right now. Something that I think is a really underutilized tool, but so powerful, is journaling. And if you set aside time regularly to write about your thoughts and feelings regarding money, this will uncover so much for you. So let me give you some questions as a starter for 10. What are your earliest memories related to money? How do you feel 
when you think about your financial situation. What are your financial goals and what emotions are tied to them? What is your inner dialogue when making financial decisions? They are four great questions to start with. I also have many, many others. So if you would like some more, reach out to me. I'm always happy to share them. The next thing to consider doing is writing your money bio or your money CV. This is a detailed account of your financial journey from childhood right through to now. And including that, every significant financial event that you can think of, both positive and negative, and how they have influenced your beliefs and behaviors. And by doing this exercise, you will start to uncover patterns, patterns in terms of the behaviors that have taken place for you to do with money and patterns with regards to your beliefs and from your beliefs, the behaviors that have happened as well. Something else to do and something, again, I've spoken about on this podcast several times before is to identify your money archetypes. And if you go to my website on the homepage, uh, my website is themoneyconfidenceacademy.com. Top left on the homepage, there is my money archetypes assessment. If you take that assessment, this can help pinpoint whether you lead more towards scarcity, abundance, and gives you a really good insight into how you are behaving with money and how to change those behaviors so that you have, you are exuding better behaviors that are aligned with your financial goals. Something else that is really important to understand is your values identifying your core values related to money by asking yourself what truly matters when it comes to your finances. Is it security, freedom, generosity, or something else? Understanding your values can help to shed light on your financial behaviors. So I would really suggest sitting down, taking some time to understand what are your values when it comes to money and really thinking about, are your behaviors aligned with those values? Something else to do, and this wouldn't be the Let's Talk Money and More podcast if I didn't say this, family money talk. If you have conversations, candid conversations with close family, trusted friends about their money beliefs and experiences and your money beliefs and experiences, This encourages the conversation around money. And sometimes hearing other people's stories can help you to recognize the similarities or the differences in your own beliefs and can be extremely powerful to do. Let me share with you a few more ideas before we close. Money mantra creation. I think money mantras are a really powerful way for us to change and to train our subconscious mind with regards to how we want to be thinking and behaving around money. To develop a positive money mantra 
or affirmations that challenge a limiting belief is the way to overcome and change that limiting belief. If you start off by repeating it first thing in the morning, last thing at night, it's going to help to rewire your thinking. Again, I have said this before, though, these mantras, these affirmations need to be really relevant and resonate with you. There is very little point in saying regularly to yourself, I am a millionaire, I am a millionaire, I am a millionaire, and then going to check your bank account and then not being a million pounds there because your conscious self will go, hang on, you keep saying that you're a millionaire, you're clearly not. So that is not going to help with that rewiring element for your thinking. But if you say something like, if you believe money is scarce, for example, money flows abundantly and easily to me. Money flows abundantly and easily to me. That is creating a lovely message to your subconscious with regards to how you want to start thinking about money. And over a relatively short period of time, your subconscious will start to accept that as a message that is true and will start to help and encourage you to behave in a way that allows money to flow abundantly and easily to you. Something I frequently talk to clients about, which is a really powerful exercise, is creating a financial biography of people that you follow, influential figures in your life, um, and to research and write about those financial biographies of those people who really, really inspire you. Examine how their beliefs and actions led to the financial success they have previously enjoyed if those people are no longer with us or are currently enjoying if those people are still alive. By doing that, also, you are creating the evidence for yourself of the art of the possible. And again, as I've spoken about many times on this podcast, going and seeing whether what you want to achieve has been achieved by somebody else is a great way to demonstrate it is possible and then to find out how they did it so that you are able to replicate your own success in your own way. And then the last suggestion for today, again, something I talk about a lot, so there'll be no surprises here, financial goal setting. Set specific financial goals and explore your emotional reactions to these objectives. Ask yourself why each goal is important and what beliefs or fears may be connected to them. Now, this might be an uncomfortable exercise to do, but it it uncovers a lot and allows you to really, really explore what it is you want and what might be getting in the way of you getting it. So that's it for today. Really understanding your financial identity really is the key to being able to create that stronger self that's going to help you create the relationship that you want with money going forward and achieve the financial goals that you set for yourself as well. 
just as I said right at the start of the podcast, we all have different identities, different hats that we wear, and understanding your financial identity, how that is helping you, and how that is holding you back will allow you to make the changes if you choose to make them. So until next week, take care. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free money confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.